Welcome to The Cosmic Calling, a podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs and creative souls on a mission to align their life and career with the cosmos. I'm Natalie Wallstein, career astrologer at Soulshine Astrology, and I hope you're ready to unlock your cosmic calling. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Today's episode is really exciting for me and hopefully for you too because I want to share with you my top favorite books, books that have completely changed my life, not just spiritual books or books about astrology or business, which will all definitely be covered today, but these are books that have opened up my perspective of the world and that have formed the foundation of who I am today and what I believe. The main reason why I wanted to share this episode with you today is because once in a while I get a message from someone saying that a book I've shared on my Instagram stories has completely changed their life and that makes me so so happy because in most cases I'm just kind of flashing the cover of what I'm currently reading. So today I want to take this opportunity to dive even deeper to share my favorite books with you as well as what I loved about them and what I personally got out of them. So hopefully you'll have a list of some new books to add to your list, and then we can geek out on them together. Like most chronic multitaskers, I'm usually reading more than one book at once, and this year I've really stepped it up and I've been reading a whole lot more than usual, which makes sense because this year my biggest areas of growth based on my astrology chart are in my ninth house of education, exploration, and self-discovery, which is based on my sun sign, and my 12th house of spirituality, which is based on my rising sign. And you can figure out what your biggest areas of growth are by looking at which house Jupiter falls in on your astrology chart, which I'm sure I will have an entire episode around at some point in the future if you're curious about this. But all of this to say that this is like a big year for me to learn and expand my horizons, and that is exactly what I've been doing. So back to the books, I love to read, obviously, and I've made it part of both my morning and my nightly routine to dive into a chapter of a book because reading has been so life-changing for me. Right now, I'm reading The Evolution of Goddess by Emma Milden. It's her brand new book that just came out. And I'm also reading A Field Guide to Lucid Dreaming at the same time. And I read The Evolution of Goddess in the morning and, of course, the book about dreaming at night. And by the way, I'm really bad at lucid dreaming because I think because I'm a double Pisces, Um, The first thing that they challenge you to do in the book is to realize you're dreaming when you're dreaming. So you're meant to ask yourself throughout your day, am I dreaming right now? Am I dreaming? So that when you're in your dream, you'll realize, oh, I'm dreaming. And that's the first step to lucid dreaming. Um, But I can never do it because I actually love being lost in my dreams. 
And I almost don't want to know or realize that it isn't real. So I'm not sure that I'll be able to master this art of lucid dreaming. But I do love the book because of all of the information they share about dreaming and the different theories on why we dream from throughout history. It's very interesting. And at the very least, I have been paying a lot closer attention to my dreams and what they're trying to tell me that I need to work on in my life by keeping a dream journal. I feel like there are so many good books in the world and as a Sagittarius rising, learning is so important to me. So I've made it a really big priority to read as much as possible. I usually read spiritual books as well as astrology and business books. But I also just finished reading The Last Harry Potter, finally, the one about his kids when he's all grown up. So once in a great while, I'll read fiction too, although not nearly as often as books in the self-development sphere. Some of these books I'm about to mention might seem really out there, and that's because those are my favorite kind. So let's go ahead and dive in, and you can decide for yourself what sounds interesting. These books are not really in any super specific order other than being grouped in sections of what type of book they are just to make things easier. So why don't we go ahead and start with astrology books because that is a question I get asked all the time. What books do I recommend for people who want to learn astrology? And there are a few that I really love. Um, I've read so many of them and there are still so many I'd love to read. But one that I think is really good for someone who's wanting to learn more about astrology and doesn't know where to start and is feeling confused would be The Essential Guide to Practical Astrology by April Elliott Kent. She is a very down-to-earth writer with a great sense of humor, and she makes astrology really easy to understand. And I recommend her book all the time because it goes through the zodiac signs and the planets and a bit about forecasting too, which are all of the most important building blocks to astrology. So once you understand the signs and the planets, you're more than 50% of the way there to understanding how astrology works. The back of the book says the essential guide to practical astrology gives you a no-nonsense approach to a system that helps you discover what's best for you, your life, and your world. Um, and once you get through this book, I also recommend her other book called Astrological Transits, which is kind of the next step up once you understand the signs and the planets, you can get a little bit deeper. And April Elliott Kent is probably my favorite astrology author because a lot of other astrology books I've read make me feel really frustrated. I feel like there's a lot of fear and putting down of the signs in other books, especially older astrology books, which often seem to spread more doom and gloom than useful practical knowledge. But she doesn't do that at all. She's really real about it, and it's written in modern language that's very helpful. There is one older book I really enjoyed reading that I randomly picked up from a secondhand bookstore, and it's called The Book of Houses by Robert Cole. This book really helped me understand the houses and the process of manifestation and evolution that we all go through every year, 
And it's actually what our recent episode, episode 10, on finding your monthly focus was originally based on. It's a really quick read. It's only 127 pages with a really big font. And it goes through each of the houses and what you're meant to be focusing on when the sun is in each one. It also mentions certain personal holidays you can celebrate throughout the year as the sun crosses into your next house. And it was originally published in 1980, but it gave me a lot of really neat things to think about, and a decent amount of my forecasting work is based on what I learned in this book. I'm super lucky too because the book I bought from the secondhand shop has writing in it from the previous owner, so I get to read their thoughts about it too, which is super interesting. There are a lot of other great astrology books out there, of course, and I have a super long list of others I would really like to get to someday, but these three that I just mentioned have been some of the most helpful for me. If you are a patron of the podcast, you're welcome to join in on our discussion and share some of your favorite astrology books in the comments below this episode. Moving on to business books next, I think I'm going to save the spiritual books for the end because I could go on and on about those forever and I probably will. When it comes to business books, there have been so many that have helped me create my dream career and cultivate a stronger money mindset. One of my favorite books ever is You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. If you haven't read it yet, you absolutely have to. It's so hilarious, so true, and can really help you shift your money mindset from one of lack to one of big time possibilities. There's actually a review from Pop Sugar about this book that says, This book truly crystallizes the concept that financial abundance is an inside job, in that it all begins with your mindset. And Sincero gets serious in the funniest ways possible about helping you identify your particular limiting beliefs surrounding money. And I cannot tell you how hard I laughed while I was reading this book. I don't think I've ever laughed so much, especially about the part about the goats. So definitely read it if you haven't already, if you want to identify some of the weird subconscious habits you have around money and read her tips on how to overcome them and stop your limiting beliefs from holding you back from allowing yourself to earn more. Jen started off with probably a worse relationship with money than most of us, but she managed to turn it all around and she shares her story and tips in her book. Another really valuable business book I've read is called She Means Business by Carrie Green. Carrie and I actually used to work together when I was a graphic designer because I used to design her magazine, which was called This Girl Means Business. And She Means Business is one of my favorite business books, not only because my name is mentioned in it, shameless plug, but because of what she has to say, particularly about programming your mind for success. This book is filled with personal stories, tips, and exercises to help you start and grow the business of your dreams, and her meditation for attracting in abundance is worth the price of the book alone, for sure. 
I think another great book, especially for new business owners, is the Being Boss book by Kathleen Shannon and Emily Thompson, who are also the hosts of the Being Boss podcast for creative entrepreneurs. Their book is, first of all, beautifully designed, but it also has a lot of great tips for forming the foundation of your business in terms of prioritizing your values, setting boundaries, and balancing your time and energy as you run a business you love so you can avoid burnout and make your business work for you. They also talk about cultivating a boss mindset and mastering boss habits and routines, including a magical way of mapping out your goals for amazing results. Emily is actually going to be our guest on the show next week, and we'll be talking a little bit more about this, but there are a lot of things in the book that have really inspired me to organize my business better, including the famous chalkboard method. And if you don't know what that is, then you especially need to check this book out. Another business book I really loved is The Firestarter Sessions by Daniel Laporte. Her book, The Desire Map, is also really great too, although it's not really a business book. What she teaches in both of these is to focus on getting clear about how you want to feel and that your goals are really only secondary to your core desired feelings. Both of these books are very motivating reads to prioritize your business and life strategy around what truly fills you up instead of on exterior milestones that may not actually mean very much to you once you achieve them. It's been a while since I've read her books, but I still focus on my core desired feelings all the time, and I have them listed up on the wall in my office so I can always remember to prioritize how I want to feel above all else and design my life and business around them. These books get kind of mixed reviews on goodreads.com, but I have to say I really enjoyed them and I got a lot of really great insights from them that I still use today. A couple of honorable mentions for this business section are The Pumpkin Plan and Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Although these books aren't really centered around creative entrepreneurs or small business owners, and they're more so for bigger companies and enterprises, they both have a really valuable perspective that has helped me in my business. The Pumpkin Plan talks about how we often think we need to offer more things in our business. However, it's actually better to focus on the thing you're the best at and let go of the rest, because otherwise you're kind of watering down your message. So this book is about planting the right seeds and only watering the ones that have potential or that are already proving to work while you weed out anything in your business that is keeping you from focusing on the offerings that are the most profitable and have the highest chance of success. The other book, Profit First, can really help you if you're someone who never seems to have enough money at the end of the month. Um, to be honest, I didn't actually read the whole thing because a lot of it is about examples of big businesses doing the profit first method 
that are so different from my little business. But the idea of the Profit First plan and the way Mike looks at money has been really helpful for me in organizing my bank accounts and putting my money in the right places so I'm not worried about having enough for taxes and I'm much more aware of how I'm spending my money within my business. There are so many other great business books out there too, and I'm probably forgetting some of them. If you want to share some of your favorite business books, you can hop over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thecosmiccalling and share yours. Okay, now moving on to my favorite category, spirituality. I have read so many amazing books in the past few years that have completely opened up my perspective of the world in incredible ways. I think the first book that really turned me on to the path that I'm on now was Light is the New Black, A Guide to Understanding Your Soul's Callings and Working Your Light by Rebecca Campbell. I remember reading this book out on a picnic blanket in the jungle when I first moved to Hawaii And I'd been trying to figure out how to keep my design business going when this book opened up an entirely new perspective in me, the perspective of the light worker and doing my part to bring light and inspiration to others' lives around me. While I was reading this book, I began to question if my work as a graphic designer was really helping me inspire the change I really wanted to see in the world, and I really started to feel a new mission rising inside of me through Rebecca's words. I absolutely loved this book, and I highly recommend it along with her other book, Rise, Sister, Rise, if you haven't read them already. Continuing on with the theme of doing your part to make the world a better place, another amazing book I read recently was Conversations with Krishna by Courtney Beck, and I actually loved this book so much that I reached out to the author and we've become friends, and I now go to her for healing sessions, and I've gotten the most incredible guidance from her, which goes so far above and beyond anything I ever imagined was possible. Her book, Conversations with Krishna, is a book where Courtney literally channels conversations with Krishna, who is one of the most revered Hindu gods. What I loved about this book is how it zooms out and it looks at the bigger picture of what is really important for us to do as humans living today and how we've gotten off track with how we were originally destined to live. It really made me take a good hard look at myself and really inspired me to want to do more to do my part to improve the world and make it a better place to live for current and future generations. Such an important read, although it's not an easy topic to face, and I'm really looking forward to her next book, Awakened Souls, which will hopefully be coming out soon. Of course, I also love books by Abraham Hicks, like Ask and It Is Given, which is also a channeled book, and it's become very popular in the last few years, especially surrounding the law of attraction craze. Um, But I really enjoy thinking about the idea that my thoughts create my reality and that if I want to feel good, I need to focus on what is already good in order to create more of that feeling. Of course, there's so much more to it than that. If you're interested, I definitely recommend checking out Abraham Hicks' work. Again, if you haven't already, because it's also become quite popular lately. 
Yet another channeled book that I really loved is a bit out there, but it's extremely valuable, and it's called From Deep Space with Love, a conversation about consciousness, the universe, and building a better world, which was written by Mike Dooley, but is channeled by Tracy Farquhar, and I hope I said that right. This is a book that I recommend for those who possess an open mind because it's basically about aliens living in another galaxy and how completely different their life is to ours and what we can do to improve our world based on the lessons they've already come to understand by making mistakes that we're currently on the path to making as a society here on Earth. Being an astrologer, of course, I'm interested in topics like these, and I will say this is one of my top, top favorite books, but I wasn't always open to the idea of aliens. It wasn't until I started studying about star seeds and also had a client who channeled aliens, which was totally reflected on her chart that I became more open to the idea of aliens. And if you are even a bit curious about what life is like in other galaxies, then From Deep Space with Love is a definite must read. And if it's not your style, I totally understand because I was totally there at one point too. Okay, coming back down to earth now, I have a few more books about spirituality I would love to recommend that I have recently read just this year. From Dark to Light by Belinda Davidson is one of the main books that people have told me has changed their life since they found out about it from my Instagram story. Belinda, the author, was born too psychic, as she calls it, and she had a very difficult upbringing as she struggled to embrace her psychic gifts. Eventually, she started to work as a medical intuitive, and she could literally see into people and know what was wrong with them. She no longer works as a medical intuitive, though, because she eventually came to find that the best way to heal is through balancing your chakras, the energy centers in and around your body, which she talks about in the second half of the book. I read this whole book in one sitting because it was so good, but there's definitely some scary parts that might freak you out, for example, if you're afraid of ghosts. Still, it's such an incredible read that I highly, highly recommend. In the same vein as this, Carolyn Mace was also a medical intuitive who talks a lot about chakras in her book Anatomy of the Spirit, which is a very illuminating look at how imbalanced chakras affect our lives. We mentioned this book in episode 7 of the podcast when I interviewed Kat Taylor about chakra healing, and it's a truly amazing book that I think everyone should be required to read to better understand how your energy affects your life and how changing your energy can change everything else. It's so, so good. So we've talked about a ton of amazing books already today, but the last book I want to share with you is probably the most amazing book I've ever read. It's called Your Soul's Gift, The Healing Power of the Life You Planned Before You Were Born by Robert Schwartz. Robert actually has a book before this, which I didn't know about, called Your Soul's Plan, and it's on my list to read soon. But I discovered Your Soul's Gift first, and I don't think you necessarily need to read them in order, 
But what this book is about is how we have planned our lives before we were born. And it talks about the pre-birth planning sessions we've had with our spirit guides and our family and even our pets and people we have karma with from past lifetimes. And it goes super in depth. I feel like this is the information I've been searching for my whole life and it puts so many things into amazing perspective for me when I think about why we're here and the role that destiny plays when it comes to the major milestones in our lives. Robert Schwartz, the author, actually started off as a bit of a skeptic, but ended up going to a medium who told him that he planned his life challenges before he was born, and this triggered a profound spiritual awakening in him, and eventually he went on to work with a handful of mediums and channelers who helped him put together his books. Taking different life scenarios, he talks with someone who has had a difficult life situation and he discusses the issue with a few different channelers who all illuminate different aspects of the pre-birth planning process and yet they all agree on the same way and the same thing that we all go through in the beginning. And these channelers are actually able to recount the exact conversations that happened when the person was planning for this challenge to happen in their life. From physical and mental illness, to poverty, miscarriage and abortion, abuse, and so much more. As a reader, we're given the opportunity to understand the circumstances around why we might choose to experience extremely challenging events in life in order to learn valuable lessons, as well as why we chose the people who are in our lives to play a particular role in our personal evolution. So amazing is an understatement. And I ended up buying this book for so many people just so we could talk about it together and I didn't have to like think about it all by myself. With every chapter I read, I felt like I was going through even more of a spiritual awakening than I already have. And it caused me to reflect on the difficult things I've been through in my life as well as why in the world I would have chosen it. So those are all of the books I wanted to share with you today, and I'm sure there will be much more in the future because I'm constantly reading something new. Join the conversation about your favorite books, and you can also download a handout with a list of all of the books mentioned in this episode so you can have an easy guide to review when you're looking for your next book to read. By becoming a member of the Cosmic Calling community at soulshineastrology.com, slash community. For complete episode show notes and all of the links mentioned throughout this episode, visit soulshineastrology.com slash episode 12. For more information on how to use astrology to find your cosmic calling and sign up for astrology email updates, check out soulshineastrology.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review for The Cosmic Calling to help other cool people like us find the show. The Cosmic Calling community is a gathering place for listeners of the show to connect more deeply with fellow like-minded spiritual seekers. Join us for astrology classes, monthly forecasts, cosmic planning tools, 
plus bonus features for these podcast episodes by going to soulshineastrology.com community.